A portrait of the artist as an antipreneur this time on Culture File with the digital artist Ben Grosser. The last time we heard from Grosser, he'd just created Order of Magnitude, a video edit of 50-odd minutes of Mark Zuckerberg's speeches, chopped to leave in only numbers and the times the Facebook leader said the word more. He's since created a companion piece collecting Zuckerberg's lessers, and both works are now part of Grosser's mini-retrospective London show, Software for Less. The exhibition has been many years of coding in the making, bringing together a kind of trade show of the artist's bizarro remakes of the online world, from his strictly limited new social network, Minus, which gives users a finite 100 posts, to tokenize this, a system for creating unique and instantly vanishing artworks that pillories the NFT boom. Ben Grosser talked to Culturefile about his journeys into the omnivorous crave-and-nudge mechanics of the online world. World. One of the first critiques, of course, people make is, well, I mean, this isn't going to make any money. Like, how would you ever turn this into a business? Of course, the answer is, it's not going to make any money, and I'm not going to turn it into a business, and it's not going to grow in the ways that you expect, and that's by design. That's the whole point. What might we have for online interactive communication experience if it isn't always oriented or isn't oriented at all around those core values of money and growth and the inducement of engagement. And we'll see, right? That's the experiment. See how it plays out. My name's Ben Grosser. I'm an artist and also a professor at the University of Illinois at Urbana-Champaign. And I'm currently sitting in my lab, which is called the Critical Technology Studies Lab at the National Center for Supercomputing Applications, NCSA for short. And it's certainly its most well-known previous occupant was Mark Andreessen. Uh, Mark Andreessen was a student here at the University of Illinois as an undergraduate. And he was, he's known as the creator of the first graphical web browser, which was called NCSA Mosaic back in late 80s, early 90s. He's, of course, now known for having gone on to create Netscape, uh, then the Netscape browser. Um, that was his company, and now he's a big venture capitalist uh, and, and very influential figure in Silicon Valley ever since. You know, I was a trumpet player and I was in the jazz band and Miles Davis was really kind of the entry point for me into more experimental music. Music was my undergraduate major, uh, music composition. As a composer, the thing that fascinated me the most was the potential of using computers to make something that I had never heard before. And computer music was kind of this difficult thing to do back then because you didn't just get a sound card with your computer and there wasn't just Max MSP or some other piece of software you could just turn on and kind of twiddle. I ended up having to write code. That's that's the way I learned how to um, just, to just generate samples. There were kind of these two tracks, I would say, of people who were interested in computer music at the time. Some were interested in how do we use the computer to synthesize sounds that uh, sound as close as possible to sounds we've already heard, to instruments, for example. How do I make a a square wave that sounds as, as accurate to a clarinet as possible. 
I was interested in the opposite. How do I make the loudest, ugliest, harshest, um, craziest sounds that I've never heard before? And in fact, I took it as a point of pride, quite frankly, when I would have a, a piece of computer music at a concert you know, on these massive speakers in the hall. And um, it would be so loud and crazy that people would be leaving. <laughs> leaving the performance running almost. And that felt great at the time. These days I'm a little bit more interested in, in maybe having more of a conversation than that. It feels like an area that's quite optimistic about what uh, computer technology was, was going to offer to the world. I mean, that maybe computer music was the original utopian vision of what uh, computers had to offer. Yet somewhere along the way, <laughs> somewhere along the way, you began to take maybe a different view of, of what was on offer in the new world of information technology. I definitely did. I'm, you know, if I were to try to pinpoint when did things start to sour, for me in terms of, oh, maybe I should be thinking about the computer not just as a way to make, but also as a thing to critique. You know, I got on Facebook and Twitter around 2007 or 2008, and it, yeah, originally it sounded and it felt um, like an exciting thing. You know, it was a way to connect, a new way to connect with friends. That Those kind of first moments of social media when it seemed like uh, a fun way to play and to be in connection with people you hadn't seen in a long time or to have more connection with people. But it didn't take long for me to start to become intensely self-aware of the ways in which the technology was pushing and pulling me, the way in which the design of the interface was affecting how I felt. And I think that's the moment where I started to realize, you know, this is a, this is a designed feedback loop that is playing with how I feel in order to turn me into a producer for the platform. And that kind of started me down this path, I would say. The platforms and the way they're designed to, to not just encourage more production and you know, engage us more, I think the fundamental thing that they do is they normalize um, in, in like the baseline for what that, what more means, or, you know, like we're never slowing down. We're never doing less on these platforms. And if you look across the world right now and kind of like the crises that are before us, climate crisis, if you look at um, even COVID-19 and our obsession, our inability to ever think about less instead of more, our dedication to the concept of growth is the only way to keep things going is literally destroying the planet and the people on it. <laughs> and I don't think it's an accident that I look at uh, the world's largest social network with three plus billion humans on it. And for me, the thing that's in common is this obsession with growth and, and the desire for more that these platforms produce in us. Ben Grosser there, and we'll have the next part of that conversation next time on Culture File.